Hello, I'm Carrick MacDonald and this is Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this two-part programme, I talk to Donald Tilson, who, with his parents and his brother Charles, were the last residents of Stonelaw Tower, which for many years was the most imposing building in Burnside. In this second programme, Donald recalls the trams he used to get to school in Rutherglen and Glasgow and tells me about the Polish soldiers who were given refuge in Stonelaw Tower during World War II and who ended up marrying into his family. Before that, Donald remembers the shops around Burnside in the 1950s. The bit I knew best, obviously, was the top end of Stonelaw Road, you know. Mm. And in those days, uh, there was... Uh, I've, I've described the rule and all that, that block. Then there was the towards the top end, just before Duke's Road. Mm. Up at the station. Mm. The, at the station, there was another row of... You know, it's still the same. Shops, mm. houses above. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those... In that... When I, in my day, the things that were there, there was um, there was um, chemists, and there was Curleys, which was Johnny. Cur- the Curleys had a whole, whole very efficiently run mm. stores. You, you, you probably know the Curleys anyway. Yeah. They ran. They Curleys had a place there. On the right-hand side, just the ancient one before the bridge was Winnings. Winnings uh, was the grocery shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, round the corner into Duke's Road, there was um, there was always and still is. No, it's a different shop, but there was there was the ke- there was the chemist. There were yeah. two chemists. Oh. There was a chemist there. Was a chemist round the corner, yeah. and the chemist there was Ramsey's. Big cadaverous chap, long face, um, uh, nice enough man, yeah. but I mean, he looked like an undertaker, you know. <laughs> and Ramses was where we got all the messages, and all the, well, any time we needed pills, uh, Ramses was a place you went for somebody who didn't go to the one. I think it was Murdoch's, I remember, around the corner. Mm. And then um, at the end of that row of shops was the co op, which, yeah. which yeah. Uh, yeah. We never went into because that was much more membership, you know. Hmm. Um, And where else? There was uh, Cochrane's. That was the shop. Uh, There was, apart from weddings at the top, there was uh, Cochrane's, which was a big food store, similar to weddings. Um, And that's where, that was just across the road, that's where we went to get all our. Groceries. There was an electrical shop um, where that restaurant now is, Chow Bell is, or that's now. That was an electrical shop. Uh, There was a fishmonger's in the middle of the parade, Hmm. very near to the post office. The post office is the only shop, I think, now that's still doing the same thing. Is that right? Yeah. I was thinking a few years ago back, I think it used to be that um, Ramsey's was still a chemist, but I think Ramsey's, the chemist is now two doors along, yeah. so I can't remember what that shop mm-hmm. was. And but were the banks there, the Royal Bank and the Bank of no, Scotland? No, they weren't there. No, they right. weren't there. So I wonder when they would appear then. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, 
unless one of them was, you know, there was there were banks like the British Linen Bank, right. which were not really retail banks, so it could have been a British Linen Bank, but sure. it didn't register as a bank to me yeah. in those days. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a retail bank like the Bank of Scotland oh. was or the Royal Bank. The Royal Bank, yeah. No. Um, the Locarno Cafe was on the corner, and it's still a cafe. Right. So, um, was that next to the station then? No, that's yeah. in the, the corner of um, what's is it Hybra? That one. All oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the road on the right before you could hit the bridge. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's in the the, the corner ah. before the road. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, on the yeah. right hand side. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned, you talked about the rule there earlier on. Can you remember when that came down? I think in 1960 or so, but do you remember much about that? No. Hmm? I can remember. I mean, this, the, 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 there were five picture houses, which you'll be aware of. Aye, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Rule, yeah. uh, Rio, Odeon, mm-hmm. Grand Central and Greens. Greens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they were all sort of going to the wall. So which, did you frequent any of these in your time? Oh yes. Mm. Um, the most upmarket were ones were the Odeon and the Rio. Mm. Uh, the Greens and the Central were all sort of described as a flea pit, probably <laughs> unjustly, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but basically the ones and the rule was um, the rule was quite a an upmarket one, but it was a bit off the the main drag, so. Mm. Mm. It, it wasn't as, as, as I suppose, as, as well-known and as well-frequented. Right. We, I mean, the, the rule, the Rio and the, and the Odeon mm. were the ones I went to with occasional uh, visits sure. to the Grand Central and right. Greens. Mm-hmm. Because okay. that was a big thing you did in of those course, days, was right. go to the pictures. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There was a butcher's. Right. Mm. I can't remember exactly where the butcher's was, but it was that right-hand side as you go up. Mm-hmm. towards the bridge there was a butcher's in there as right. well yeah, yeah. so in terms of getting about then by bus or train or tram or whatever did you ever use any kind of form of public transport oh yes yeah. that, because um, in those days I mean uh, cars were a rarity you know my, my father never had a car during the war my father was a warden during the war he was, he, he was unfit for military service because he had an enlarged heart and all that but he was a warden and he... Dad's army. Dad's army, the guy. <laughs> put that light out. You know, I think he he, he patrolled the sort of top end right. of... of uh, mm-hmm. And um, he and my mother were both quite civic-minded and um, there, was a, there was a request from uh, the powers that be. There were a lot, quite a lot of Polish soldiers had made their way across, managed to make their way through Portugal and places like that to the UK... Uh, and there was an appeal for people to, a bit like Ukraine, to house, house these mm. people. So my father uh, took in, and most most people, my mother said, wanted officers, you know, but um, but my father wasn't like that. He said, no, we'll take anybody. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, we, we had two sergeants, Polish sergeants, mm-hmm. uh, billeted on us. Mm. A chap called Stefan and a, a one called Jan. Uh, and they both mar- married my mother's sisters. Really? Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, uh, Jan married my Aunt Rosie, who was my mother's twin sister. Uh, and uh, 
Stefan married Betty, who was the youngest of the of the three sisters, um, and Jan opened a hotel in Air Air, and bought a hotel and mm-hmm. opened it there. My aunt ran a a clothes shop in Girvan for fifty years, mm. something like that. So. Um, mm-hmm. They lived there anyway. That, that mm-hmm. was just, mm-hmm. and, and I've still got on the wall outside. I've still got Jan's Polish emblem that he really gave me, Goodness. yeah, mm-hmm. and a picture of him upstairs mm-hmm. in his uniform mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So we 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 uh, have a reasonable connection with Poland and yeah, indeed, indeed, and all that. So you weren't a car owning family then? No, so we weren't. So I right. I would get uh, there were there were two trams. There was eighteen and the twenty six. Uh, they both. A, a terminus at just round the corner in Duke's Road, mm-hmm. just fifty yards down. Right. Yeah. Uh, and eighteen and twenty six went in. The eighteen, the eighteen would go down to Rutherglen Main Street, turn left, mm-hmm. and go into town down the by Shawfield and so right. on. Yeah. The the twenty six went down Family Road, uh, through Delmarnock into the Gorbals, across Crown Street Bridge, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm a bit vague about where it went <laughs> after that. Yeah, Dalmuir, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, quite well. But uh, the 18, mm. I would get the 18 uh, tra- tra- tram in the morning to go to school. Mm-hmm. When Well, when I went to Burnside, when I went to Rutherglen, St Colm Kills, and mm. um, I remember the first week my mother took me down in the the tram, hmm. you know, it was a penny, right? Penny, a penny, <laughs> and you came home for lunch, and hmm. it was a halfpenny. It's a halfpenny each way at lunchtime, and then a penny, hmm. penny to go down, yeah. halfpenny each way, mm-hmm. and a penny to go back. Right. Uh, so you would get the, hmm. and because it was it was a mile, exactly a mile to St Colm Kill, so hmm. it was a bit far to walk. Anyway, I got taken down for the first week. <laughs> And then the second Monday, she says, right, there's the tram. I said, well, you know, <laughs> So that, that was, I mean, it's mm. unthinkable nowadays. Okay, but you see, so you kids, you know, you've been, you know mm-hmm. how to go on the tram. You just go on the tram. Mm-hmm. So you would go mm-hmm. and get the tram yeah. down to Rutherglen and, and mm-hmm. get the sure. So that was the, that was, that was 18 and 26. When I went to um, Hamilton Park, I could only get the 18. Because <coughs> eighteen went right almost to the school. Mm. The school was off. Um, what's the road? Mm. Yeah, right. The ones bad. Great Western. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just left off Great Western <coughs> Road. Uh, yeah. Kelvin's side was another side. Sure. Yeah. Um, mm. So you would get the eighteen, and, mm-hmm. but there were no, there were virtually no cars. Yeah. Um, I'm Carrick McDonald. And you're listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns Local History Show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, I'm talking to Donald Tilson about his memories of living in Stonelaw Tower. At the front of the house was this long wall. That a wall similar to that, hmm. uh, the one you showed me. Oh. That ran up all the whole front of the house. Right. And in the, in the middle of that wall was a big gate big wooden gate, quite, mm. quite, I mean, it, it, they're not as big as you remember them, because sure. if you were a kid looking yeah, up, yeah. but mm. I remember when I got off the tram 
uh, to go into the house. The bus stop was outside Birrell's, about mm. by 50 yards to the house. Mm. And I couldn't reach the latch, you see. Mm. So I would have to wait, stand at the gate until somebody, some adult came along <laughs> and get them to open the door for me, you know. <laughs> That's a great memory. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at the balls, the women's outside the, oh, outside the schools and there's cars mm. waiting for wee Johnny, That's you know, and I think, yeah, you know, yeah. I stand outside the gates. Please, mister, can you, yes, well, <laughs> can you open the gate for different me? Times, different you times, you know? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was the 18 and the 26. Right. Uh, there, was, um, there was great things, the cars, but I can remember coming up. Uh, we were coming up. The, there was the, there were two ended, as you know, you right. know, the two driving stations, <coughs> one each end of the thing. But we were coming up um, Stonelaw Road uh, in this car, and the guy was go- going like blazes, you mm. see. Now, the thing had a handle to steer it, you see. Mm. And uh, for some reason, there was almost nobody in the car. I think it was just me, maybe maybe a couple of others. But I was in the bottom floor. And <laughs> coming up the straight, the straight road up um, from round about Limeside, you know, from mm. Limeside, mm. the line. he was in that bit, and he's going like Laldi, you mm. know. And he obviously, there's something he had forgotten that, from the last journey that was in the other end, you see. So he, he jams this handle. Mm. He must. I, I worked this out afterwards. He must have jammed the handle with something, mm-hmm. you know. And he runs back down. <laughs> and the cars, I mean, the cars go like mm-hmm. this, and you're coming to a bend, you mm. know. He runs back down, mm. <laughs> grabs his piece or whatever it was, mm. and runs back up. <laughs> I mean, it's unthinkable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, great memory. <laughs> and there was a bus. Mm. The, it's a 70 and a 71 bus. Right. Where, um, the buses that went from Kilman Street, as it was in those days. Mm. And the, 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 the bus would... Uh, um, it was it was it had the pole, you know. Mm. I don't know if you've heard Billy Connolly describing his... Yeah. You know, this pool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's worth just... Yeah, check that out. Uh, well, uh, it's, I mean, apart from Rutherford, mm. just put on into uh, Google, into um, uh, YouTube, YouTube yeah. Billy Billy Connolly and uh, who was his host, the famous uh, interviewer, American interviewer. Oh, mm. what's his name? Yeah. Nice guy. Don't come back to me. Mm. He describes this this mm. wee woman coming down the <laughs> stairs, you know, and the car goes. There's <coughs> <laughs> Paul, you see. <laughs> Carla, she 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 puddles around the pole, gets thrown off, and the wee feet go. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's. Uh, mm. He had he had the guy rolling in the floor. It's so funny, but uh, the seventy and the seventy one bus mm. were, were the ones which, when I went to St Aloysius. Mm. That's the, I, did, I didn't get the tram. I think the trams were being phased out by right, that yeah, time. Yeah. I can't remember when the trams went, but um, hmm. but uh, yeah. we got the 70, 70, 71 or 75 bus. Um, 75 bus went to Newton, I think. 71 hmm. went up to Eastcombe Bride, right. as far as I remember. Sure. Um, 
But uh, that those were the buses mm. we would get, sure. and and uh, as I used to, there was Saint Aloysius was uh, was up sort of on the hill, up Hill Street, huh. and uh, the Renfrew Street ran down between the school yeah. and the huh. bus station. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I remember walking along the street. I used to go to choir practice on Friday nights, you know, so I would be going home about half past eight, nine at night. Mm. Um, I mean, this, I'd be what age? At uh, 10. Mm. But 10, that's what mm. you did, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, mm, no. But I remember even in those days being, looking at this pub, there was a pub on every corner of Renfrew Street. I mean, every corner had a pub. Mm. And maybe some in the middle as well of the road, but you mm. know, looking at this up and it said there's a big notice said no dogs or women. In that order, <laughs> you know, no dogs or women. And even as a wee boy mm. I thought, I should really have a very funny notice to have I knew I mean I mean you'd have drunks rolling about all over the place. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. and, but you never felt threatened in no, any way. No, you know, no, it's funny. No, you never, no, no. you know, mm-hmm. I never, I can never remember the whole time I went to school ever mm-hmm. there being an incident where I felt, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, unsafe, yeah. unsafe. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. So that was the buses Aye, and yeah. the trams, sure. as far as I can remember. Good for you. And they had cow catchers. They called them. All right. The cow catcher was a big thing at the front Aye. that you drop. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. if there was a thing in the road, you know, and they would the cow catcher. And yeah. The great thrill was if the cow catcher came down with a mistake and all mm. the, it would grind along oh, the ground. Oh, yes, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very good. That's what I can remember about the, mm. the transport system. When I retired, I thought. I thought I'd try and write down some some stuff, you know, right, but yeah. rather than do a conventional uh, autobiography, which mm. I thought was a bit pretentious, you know, okay. I did a number of books, right. mm. which uh, basically would just describe things I was interested in. Uh-huh, so it's yeah. like an autobiography at second hand, if sure, you like, you know. Sure, yeah. That was one I did. Mm. I've done a whole seven of them. Right. But oh. this was one about places. Okay. And all the places I'd found interesting, and that mm-hmm. is the. Oh, right. oh wow! That's uh, the the photograph. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's just it's just oh, all all yeah. the. A wonderful place to grow up, right enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. We were the funny people in that house, you know. In what way? Well, you see, as a wee as oh. a wee as a kid. Right. You hate to be different. I suppose. And, and I used to think, could I not just be normal and live in a bungalow or, or a, a semi detached <laughs> Instead of being these funny people who live mm. in this enormous house, you see. But did the kids at school treat you in any different no, way? No, 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 no. No, mm. no it's just, it, was not, it wasn't. Aye. It wasn't kids getting at you or anything. It's no. just you don't like being different, know you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we had, my father had this uh, gardener, Alec. He, my father was friendly. He was a lawyer and he was friendly with... Um, the head of Lennox Castle, which was um, it was an asylum. You know, ah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Curran. Anyway, he 
my father would every now and again would get one of the better boys mm. um, who were ready for a go on the outside, you okay. see, who, mm. who'd to come along and Good. be a yeah. living servant, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I think we had one or two before I was born, and, they, and I don't think they tended to last very long. Mm. But in mm. uh, 1945, Alec came. Now, Alec, Alec eventually died. He, he stayed with till we left the towers. He came to Albany Drive with my mother, mm-hmm. uh, and he eventually died. Oh, I don't, I don't know. In the seventies, um, was he from was he from Lennox Castle as well? Yes. Wow. Well, he he was one of the better boys right, that uh-huh. Doctor Carden decided that sure. he was could have a go on the outside. Okay. You know, okay. he was slightly unstable, but not dangerously right. so. So yeah. he was with us for. Forty-five, how many years? Forty, which is thirty odd years. Goodness. And uh, but he was, I mean, it was this funny house with that funny man in it. Mm. <laughs> 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 I can't just say, oh no, no, why me? You know, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I just mm-hmm. it was, yeah. it was crazy stuff. I mean, Alec was he he did the washing up and. My father used to. I mean, my, my father could handle Alec. Alec, you had to keep him down, if you know what I mean. He, he, if you let him, he would get. He would get out of control. Not seriously out yeah, of control, yeah. but my mm-hmm. father would. He, he never. He would never turn the word my. My father, but my father used to say, Alec, you haven't washed these spoons properly. <laughs> my father was out in the garden one day. <laughs> She, we had, she couldn't understand. We were constantly short of cutlery, you know. And she was out in the garden one day, and she saw a glint. And she said, spoon, you know. And I said, a whole lot of spoons. So Alec, when he got too much, well, he take, take the spoons out and bury them. <laughs> so she found all these spoons oh, and dear. cutlery in the ground. I'm Carrick MacDonald. And you've been listening to part two of a conversation I had with Donald Tilson about his time living in Stormlaw Tower. Many thanks to Donald for taking the time to talk to me. The music was by Sugar Nifty. I hope you enjoyed this programme and that you can join me again next time. Until then, thanks for listening. Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. You're listening to Press Pause on Cam Glen Radio. This is a programme that focuses on nature sounds to promote relaxation and mindfulness. For the next half an hour, 
you'll hear the sounds of Doon Ponds Nature Reserve.